Luke grinned broadly. A hundred pounds to Blue. Good old Jujubi the second, so scornfully dismissed by all the tipsters. He folded the paper, still grinning to himself, and turned back to face emptiness. In the excitement of Jujubi the second's victory, his train had slipped out of the station, unnoticed by him. When the devil did that train go out? he demanded of a gloomy-looking porter. The latter replied, What train? There hasn't been no train since the 314. But there was a train here just now. I got out of it. The boat express. The porter replied austerely, The boat express don't stop anywhere till London. But it did, Luke assured him. I got out of it. No stop anywhere till London, repeated the porter immovably. It stopped at this very platform, and I got out of it, I tell you. Faced by facts, the porter changed his ground. Well, you didn't ought to have done, he said reproachfully. It don't stop here. But it did. That was signal, that was. Signal against it. It didn't what you'd call stop. I'm not so good at these fine distinctions as you are, said Luke. The point is, what do I do next? The porter, a man of slow ideas, repeated reproachfully, You didn't ought to have got out. We'll admit that, said Luke. The wrong is done past all recall. Weep we never so bitterly we can never bring back the dead past, quoth the raven, nevermore. The moving finger writes, and having writ moves on, etc., etc., and so on and so forth. What I'm trying to get at is, what do you, a man experienced in the service of the railway company, advise me to do now? You're asking what you'd better do. That, said Luke, is the idea. There are, I presume, trains that stop, uh, really, officially stop here? Racken, said the porter, you'd best go on by the 425. If the 425 goes to London, said Luke, the 425 is the train for me. Reassured on that point, Luke strolled up and down the platform. A large board informed him that he was at Fenny Clayton Junction for Witchwood under Ash. And presently, A train, consisting of one carriage, pushed backwards by an antiquated little engine, came slowly puffing in and deposited itself in a modest bay. Six or seven people alighted, and crossing over a bridge, came to join Luke on his platform. The gloomy porter suddenly awoke to life and began pushing about a large truck of crates and baskets. Another porter joined him and began to rattle milk cans. Fenny Clayton awoke to life. At last, With immense importance, the London train came in. The third-class carriages were crowded, and of firsts there were only three, and each one contained a traveller or travellers. Luke scrutinised each compartment. The first, a smoker, contained a gentleman of military aspect smoking a cigar. Luke felt he had had enough of Anglo-Indian colonels today. He passed on to the next one, which contained a tired-looking, genteel young woman, possibly a nursery governess, and an active-looking small boy of about three. Luke passed on quickly. The next door was open, and the carriage contained one passenger, an elderly lady. She reminded Luke slightly of one of his aunts, his Aunt Mildred, who had courageously allowed him to keep a grass snake when he was ten years old. Aunt Mildred had been decidedly a good aunt, as aunts go. Luke entered the carriage and sat down. After some five minutes of intense activity on the part of milk vans, luggage trucks, and other excitements, the train moved slowly out of the station. Luke unfolded his paper and turned to such items of news as might interest a man who had already read his morning paper. He did not hope to read it for long. 
Being a man of many aunts, he was fairly certain that the nice old lady in the corner did not propose to travel in silence to London. He was right. A window that needed adjusting. Dropped umbrella. And the way the old lady was telling him what a good train this was. Only an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> That's very good, you know, very good indeed. Much better than the morning one. That takes an hour and forty minutes. She went on. Of course, nearly everyone goes by the morning one. I mean, when it is the cheap day, it's silly to go up in the afternoon. I meant to go up this morning, but Wonky Poo was missing. <laughs> That's my cat, a Persian. Such a beauty. Only he's had a painful ear lately, and of course I couldn't leave home till he was found. Luke murmured, Of course not, and let his eyes drop ostentatiously to his paper. But it was of no avail. The flood went on. So I just made the best of a bad job and took the afternoon train instead, and of course it's a blessing in one way because...